With Hashem's help, we're learning Saita Daflamid Vav. We left off on Daflamid Vav, Amadalaf, all the way on top of the Amid. Continues the Gemara, Boy Urei, come and see. In the Gemara, we normally have the words come and hear, Tashima. Here we have Tachazi. Boy Urei, come and see. Come and Nisim Nasu How many miracles happened on the day that the Jewish people crossed over the Yarden River under the leadership of Yeshua? First of all, Avru Yisrael Asayardin. We crossed over the, the Yardin. And as we learned, that there were tremendous miracles. There was the splitting of the Yardin. On top of that, on the same day, we arrived to Mount Gerizim and Mount Eval, according to this opinion, that was Yasser Mishishim Mil, that's more than 60 mil away from the Yardin River. And as we learned in the Flamet Gimel Amit Beza, Braisa Machlekes, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Elazar, this Braisa is of the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that these, and, and of our Mishnah, that Hargerizim and Haraval, the mountains that we arrived on the day that we crossed the Yarden River were in Shechem, or in the Shechem vicinity. And on top of that, another miracle, that none of the locals, none of the members of the seven nations were able to stand up against the Jewish people because they were overcome with fear. And and the few exceptions, the few people that were able to overcome their internal fear and to make an attempt to stand up against the Jewish people is miyad nisras. They immediately lost control over their bowel movements. Shinemar, as it says, I'm recording a pasik in Pasha's Mishpatim, right? As a mosi ashalach lefanach, at the end of Pasha's Mishpatim, that Moshe Rabbeinu was notifying us that all of Hashem's fear will be sent in front of us. And not only that, but vahamoisi eskol ha'om, Asher Bohem, that Hashem is going to confound, that's an inner turmoil, those people who will, ab- who are, who will be able to overcome their ema, they're going to lose their bowel movements. And now we continue, and this is also the meaning of what it says in the Shira, that Hashem tells us that we prophesize that it would fall upon those local inhabitants, both ema and pachad. A double expression, fear and terror. One referring to the general fear and those few who are able to overcome it and to attempt to attack, the, attack us. They were filled with pachad and they lost their, their, their control over their bowels. And that was basically the end of that. And now once we quoted the psukim in the Shida, we continue. Ad and there's a double expression of us of our people crossing over or passing over. So, until we fully pass over, that refers to Bia Rishayna, the first entry under the leadership of Yeshua. And then the extra expression, that refers to the second entry, the second entry into the land of Israel under the leadership of Ezra and Nehemiah. Now that we see that the Pasik juxtaposes, puts together the second entry to Israel, together with the first, that all of the miracles that happened to us on the first time, in the first entry, they initially should have been happening to us when we entered the second time. Elah, the reason why that, that did not happen was because because sin, our sinful behavior, caused for us to lose 
those miracles at that time. Some say it was the hate of intermarriage that was terrible during the 70 years between Bayisrishan and Bayisheni. Others say that the simple fact that not all of the Bnei Yisrael returned together, there was a, a relatively small amount of Eden that, that came up with Ezra, that was the Chet, be that as it may. In other words, the concept is, is that when we enter the land of Israel, great miracles are to happen to us. And this is taka what we say, you know, on the Haftarah that we read on Achron Shal Pesach from Yeshaya, Oid Hayoyim Benoiv Lamoid, that we read over there about the tremendous miracles that will taka happen again when Moshiach will come. As it says over there that Yosef Hashem Shein is Yodai, and Hashem is Govehechrim Hashem Eis Lashein Mitzrayim, that there's going to be a splitting of the Euphrates River into seven parts, etc., etc. Now, continues the Braisa, what was another miracle? That they brought over the stones that we learned about in the previous Braisa. One of the sets of the stones, and they built the Mizbeach on Har Evel. Visadu basid, and they plastered it, they coated it with plaster, and then v'chosvalem es kol divrihatayra, and they wrote over the entire words of the Taira, b'shivim lashin, in all 70 languages. And by the way, what did we learn yesterday? Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon was the one that holds that they wrote the words of Divrei Taira on the plaster. Rabbi Yehuda was the one that said, Right, right, on the Flamet Hayamud base, that Kosvi Yisrael Lasatayra, on the Avonim, Al Gabi Avonim Kosvua. So there is apparent contradiction in this Braisa. Because when we begin quoting that we went Shishimil, whose opinion is it that Grizim and Avro were the 60 mil one that was Rabbi Yehuda? Here the Braisa is quoting something that is Lachura Rabbi Shimon. So many of the commentators explain that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, that they wrote the, the Torah on the stones, I'm sorry, that they wrote the Torah. On the, even Abi Huda that says they wrote it on the stones, it doesn't mean that they didn't prep the stones altogether. They must have done some sort of coating on the stones to take away the cracks. And on that they wrote the Torah B'Shivim Lashen. And then Rabbi Yehuda holds, they covered all that, they, caught, they, they coated that Besid. But even according to Rabbi Yehuda, there was some sort of prep that was done before they wrote the divrei hatayda b'shevem lashon, and shenemer as it says, quoting the pasuk in Kisavai, ba'ir hatev, well clarified meaning b'shevem lashon, and then v'halu oilois ushlamim, as it says in the pasuk that he brought korbanis there, v'achlu and they ate, v'shasu and they drank, v'samcha and they rejoiced, and then uveruchu v'kilalu, and then they did the ceremony of the giving of the brachis and the klalois, and once that was over, v'kiflu eshuavanim, they dismantled those stones. And Uba'u, and they came, Volonu Gilgal, and they went to lodge that night, and they took the stones with them at Gilgal. It means they walked back towards the yarding. Shinamar, as it says, that you should take these stones with you, and it's not just taking it with you for the brachas and the klalis. It says in the Pasik Yoishua, that you should set them in your lodging place. And since that night we slept in Gilgal, th that is where the stones were carried. Now says the Braise, May you think that every time we moved on from the Gilgal, after the 14 years, did we constantly take those stones with us? Talmud Leimer, the Pasuk clarifies that by saying, Asher tolino that we should take it with us in the place where we will lodge that night. In other words, 
Only that night, only the first time we moved to sleep is when we took the stones, and there it stayed. And it says, They erected it in the Gilgal, so that we erected it in the Gilgal is written Beferish. But since we were only supposed to take it to the place, to set it in the place where we lodge that night, meaning there is where those stones are until today. Now that we quoted the Pasuk and Parshas Mishpatim, Ramayshir Rabbeinu told us, Tipa'il aleim a masav afachad, I'm sorry, es a masai ashalach lefanecha. So part of the a masai ashalach lefanecha v'hamaiti eskola'am doesn't only refer to inner fear, inner turmoil that was filled up by Hashem to those seven nation members. But the next pasuk in we have in Parshas Mishpatim, it says that v'shilachti yasatzira lefanecha. I'm going to send the tzira. And then the Pasuk says, V'gerusha, a tzira, some sort of flying insect, and they will expel, they will send out the chivi, the knani, and the, and, and the chiti. So the Torah there only mentions three of the seven nations. So Tani, we learned in Abraisa, that tzira avra imahem, that this flying insect did not cross the Jordan River over with us because we know that both the Chivi and the Knani they lived on the east side of the Jordan River and they were used when Moshe Rabbeinu was fighting Sichon and Oig we won over those nations because this flying insect used to throw poison or venom in the, and it affected all those who were trying to stop us so they actually only stayed Me'ever Layarding I says the Gemara, it says, I'm going to send this tzira to you, implying that it won't only be me'ever ha'yardin. So, really, the tzira remained on the east side of the Jordan. However, Rizorka, Bohem, Mara, being that the, that the uh, chivis, the chitis, were the ones that lived right adjacent on the west side of the, of the Yardin River. And that's Takawai, the Pasuk only mentions in Mishpatim, the three nations, the Chivi, the Knani, and the Chiti. Because Chivi and Knani were Me'ever Layardin in the east. And now we have the Chitim. They were there by the west side of the Jordan River. So the Tzira insect threw over their venom and Vesisma Enehem Milmailo. And it made their eyes blinded from above. And Veserasan Milamata. And it made them impotent. From down, Shenemar, as it says in Amos, the Hishmadati, and I destroyed, I annihilated the Emoidim Mipneim. And when we describe who were the Emoidim, Asher Kigoiva Arozim Govu, that they were as high as the height of cedar trees. And then it says, Vechosinhu Kaako Aloinim, and they are as mighty as oaks. And the Pasik says, mimal, and I annihilated or destroyed their fruits from above, and Visharashov, and I destroyed their roots, mitachas. So the fruits and the roots allude to that they were both blinded and they became impotent from the venom from the tzira insect. That is one approach. In other words, Vishilahti Esatsira Lefanacha doesn't mean the tzira itself but it means the venom from the tzira. However, really there's a problem with this interpretation, because at least to my recollection in the Torah and Parshas Ekev, there also we have a Pasuk that says that Hashem is going to send to us the, the Gamas at Satsira, 
and that Pasuk implies that the Tzida is going to enter the land, the land of Israel. It says, Vegamas Tzida Yishalach Hashem Aleikech Obam. So Rav Papa says, Shtei Tzirois Havoi. There were two groups of these insects. One of them, so to say, were subservient to Maisha. And they were the ones that helped him destroy the two nations that were living on the east side of the Jordan River. Right? The Chivim and the Knanim. And Vechada. And there was another group of these insects that they were subservient to Yeshua. And they crossed the Jordan River with Yeshua. In other words, the Meshali Avar, the Yeshua actually Avar. And they were part of the arsenal that Hashem sent with us that enabled us to conquer the land of Eretz Yisrael. So now we go back to our Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah that Shisha, Shavatim, Alul, Resh Hagirizim, that six nations, six tribes went on top of Mount Gerizim. Now in Parshas Kisavai, the Torah actually tells you who were those tribes. It counts the tribes that were on top of Gerizim. And it says in Parshas Kisavai, they were Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Yosef, and Benjamin. Just bear in mind over here that Levi and Yosef were on top of the same Mount Grizim, into towards which we call that mountain the Mountain of Blessings. And the Pasik in Parshas Kisavi, in the next Pasik, Pasik Yid Gimel, says that who stood on Mount Avar, Ru'uven God Asher, Zvulin Don and Aftali. This is written in the Torah. Says the Gemara like this, that in, the, in, in Yehoshua, when the Torah is describing this actual event, and it says that Chetzyoy El Mur Har Grizim, that half of them stood against, towards Mount Grizim. And then the Pasik says, Ve El Mur Har Evel, Kasher, Tziva, Moshe, Eved Hashem, etc. So the question is on the hay of the word Chetzyoy. The Pasik could have just said, Ve half on Mount Grizim and half on Har Evel. What is the hey, the hachetzyoi, and the half of them, Amarav Kahano, the the, the hey hayedia is teaching you that kederech shechalukin kan, just like, or in the same way, they were divided when they got the blessings and the curses. And we know which six shvatim were on which side. Kach chalukin ba'avnei efoid. The Kohen Gadol wore an apron-like robe, garment. And... It had straps that came up on the shoulders. And those straps were fastened down by two precious stones called the Shoyham stones. And the Torah says that six of the names of the tribes were engraved on one stone. And the other six were engraved on the other stone. In Parshas Tetzava. Over there the Torah doesn't write which tribes were inscribed on which side. That is not written. So says Rav Kahana that in Yehoshua, the hey Vehachetzioi is alluding to that the same way they were divided on Hargrizim and Har Evel, that was the division on the Avnei Shoyham, on the Ephod, that the Kohen Gadol wore one on each shoulder. And now the Gemara says it can't be. Rav Kahana's opinion is not brought down in the Braisa. Recording now a Braisa that's going to give us two opinions which Shvatim were written on which side of the Shoyham stones, on the ephod, on the apron. So one opinion is, says the Braisa, The Kongadal wore two precious stones on his two shoulders. Achas Mikan, one on the right and one on the left. Achas Mikan. 
Ushmois, Shnei Maser Shvatim, Kosovalayim, and the name of the 12 tribes were engraved on them. Shisha al-Evenzu, six on one side, Vishisha al-Evenzu, and six on the other side. And as it says, quoting a Pasuk and Parshish Tetzava, it says over there, Shisha Mishmoisam al-Ho'even Ho'echas, six of their names on one stone. And then it says, Ve'ez Shmois Shisha Hanoisarim al-Ho'even Hashenish Kitoyl Doisam, and another six are written on the second stone, in the order of their birth. Ah, so implies the Tanakama that the second stone had their names recorded in the order of their birth. That's already the hint how they were written. And the first one was not written on their order of their birth. The birth of the Shvatim is recorded, at least 11 of the 12 is recorded on Pasha's Vayetze. And the Seder Haleda was, there was Reuven Shimon Levi, remember that? That was Leah. Then Leah stopped having birds, so then Bilam married Yaakov, and Bila had Don and Aftali. So now you have Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Don and Aftali, the first six. That would have been Keseder Toldoisam. But they were not written that way. Why not? She Yehuda Mugdam. It's from the first six children, even though the order should have been, again, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Don and Aftali. There was a switch between Yehuda and Reuven. Yehuda went first, so it was Yehuda, Shimon, Reuven, Levi, Don and Aftali. And then on the other side, the Torah says, Shisha Kitel Doisam. Who are the other six? So you had Zilpah married Yaakov. She had God and Asher. Then Leah had Yisachar Zvulin. And then Rachel had Yosef and Benyamin. So on the other six side, it was God Asher, Yisachar Zvulin, Yosef and Benyamin. That is the opinion of the Tanakhama. On top of that, says the Tanakhama, that if you're going to count the letters of the names of the Shvatim, you're going to come to that there was a total of 50 letters. The Chamishim Oisiyis Hayum. And how are they divided? Esrim V'chamesh Alevenzu. 25 were on one stone. The Esrim V'chamesh Alevenzu. And as the Gemara is going to ask an Ahmed Beis, that if you write Binyamin, the way Binyamin is written in the majority times in the Torah with only one Yud. So you have Ben, Beis, Nun, then you have Yud, Mem, Langenun. If that, that would be the case, then you'll only have 24 on the second group. And the Gemara is going to ask that. And the answer will be that here, Binyamin was written the way it's written when he was born. Kid told Oisam and Pasha's Vayishlach. And there he's written with two Yuds. And you have a 25 letters. So says the Gemara, all that is the Tanakama. So it is Pasha Kid told Oisam. It was Yehuda, Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Don, Naftali on the right. On the left, you had God Asher, Yisachar Zvulin, Yosef and Minyamin. However, Rabbi Hanina Ben Gamliel turning to Daflam Edvavam Edveiz, that Loi Kederech, he Bechal negates that. He doesn't even go into that. That the order of the birth, Avadanat. Also, likewise, when it comes to Rav Kahana's concept, that it should be like they were divided by Grizam and Heva, for sure not. What would be the two options which the Rabbi Hanina? Ben Gamliel is clarifying that in the beginning of Chaymesh Pikudim, in the beginning of the book of Ban Midbar, when Hashem gave us a mitzvah to take a census, and who was commanded to take the census? Ata, Moshe, the Aharon. And then it says in the Pasuk, V'itchem you, and with you should go one representative of the 12 tribes. So look in the beginning of Chaymesh Ban Midbar, in Parshos Ban Midbar, and the Torah then counts, names the 12 Tribes and the Seder Deer is Reuven, Shimon, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulin. Then the Torah says Livnei Yosef Ephraim comes first. 
So if we would have followed that order, it would have been Reuven Shimon, Yehuda Yisachar Zvulun, Ephraim, and then the other six would be Menashe, Binyamin, Don, Asher, God, and Aftali. This is the Seder of Chumash Pekudim. So he says, Rab Chanina ben Gamliel, loike derech shechalukim v'chaymish ha-pikudim, chalukim ha-avnei eifoyt. That's not the way they were divided on the stones of the eifoyt. Ela, how were they divided? Kederech shechalukim v'chaymish sheni. In this beginning of the second Chumash, in the beginning of Parsha Shemais, v've'elah Shemais b'nei Yisrael, ha-boi mitzrem e-yakov. So what do we have over there? So the way the Torah counts it is, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zevulun. Which means the first six are the total children of Leah. B'nai Leah, Kisidran. This is Pasha, the order of the Psukim. And after the Torah speaks about Zvulun, we go to Binyamin, which is the youngest son of Rachel. Then the Torah puts together both sets of the daughters of the Imahis. So we write Don Naphtali, which were the children of Bila. And then the Torah writes God Asher, they, they were the B'nai Zilpah. And then the Torah writes, V'yosef ha'yibimitzrayim. So the last ones, B'nai Rachel, Echad Mikan, Ve'echad Mikan. The children of Rachel were divided. Binyamin came first and Yosef came last. U'b'nai ha'shvachais. And Takan, the Seder, that they were born, first Bila and then Zilpah, Arba Emsa. So you have, these are the two options, either according to the Tanakama, Kid Toil Doisam, according to Rab Chanina Ben Gamliel, the way they are divided in Chumash, Chaymesheni, in the book of Shemais. I says the Braise Ve'elo, Ma'ani Mekayim Kid Teldoisam. In Parshas Tetzavet says, Ve'esh, Shisha, Shemais Hanisarim, Kid Teldoisam. So explains Rab Chanina, Ki Shemaisam Shekaru Lahem Aviyem. Kid Teldoisam means that they should be named, they are engraved on the Ephod like they were named when they were born, not the order of their birth, like the Tanakama. But Pasha, the names that were given to them by their parents, not like the names that Moshe gave them. For example, in the Chumash, sometimes we find that their tribe of Reuven is called Reuveni. But when they were engraved on the Ephod, there was no Yud there. It was written Reuven, not Reuveni. Shimai, not Shimai Done, not hadani, and the mafarshim point out that nowhere in Torah Moshe do we have the words hadani. It's written take in nach, and that's what the Gemara meant. That's what the Braisa meant. In other words, later in the Torah, God and not hagadi. Bottom line is nish the Tanakama, nor Rabchanina ben Gamliel hold that the avnei Ephod's division of the tribes were like the vehachetzioi. Of Grizim and Evil. So Tiyufta the Rav Kahana so says the Gemara, indeed, Tiyufta, he's refuted. I now, the Elamai, the how do you untouch that extra hay over there in Yoishua and the other half? So Tani, we learned in Abraisa that Chetzio shall mul Hargerizim, that the half that was on Hargerizim was more numerous than Mechetzio shall Har Evil. Why were they more numerous? It was six and six, says the Gemara. Now one thing, the division like we spoke out in the beginning, the division of Gerizim is written in Parsha Savai. On Har Gerizim, you had the tribe of Levi. Some of the members of the tribe of Levi, the elders of the tribe of Levi, together with the elders of the Kahanim, they did not sta- stand on top of the mountains. They were the ones standing in the middle 
articulating the brachas and the klalas. So some of them were down. So since some of them were lamata, there were less people on Hargirizim, so there were more people there. So says the Gemara Adarabah, if some of the Levi members were down, then there were less people on Hargirizim, that diminishes their number. Hachi Ka'amar clarifies the Gemara, even though some of the members of Levi were down giving the brachas and the klolois, since B'nai Yosef Imohem, since the the members of the tribe of Yosef, they were on Hargadism, and they were very numerous, as we'll prove in a moment. The Pashat, in other words, when we left Mitzrayim, versus when we entered Eretz Yisrael, the, 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 member, the Shevet that had the greatest population growth were B'nai Yosef. So therefore, even though some of Levi's were missing, because of Bnei Yosef, Gerizim was a lot more than Evil. And that's the concept of Meruba Midotayva, since it's the, the mountain of blessings, it made sense for there to be more people on the right than on the left, more on Gerizim than on Evil. How do we know that Bnei Yosef had a big population growth? We take a find it in Yeshua, that after they got their chilek that was allocated to them, now how was the division of the parts of Israel done? It was done by Moshe with the Geidel, al pi Hashem. However, don't forget, as we learn Chumash Rashi, that it was done based on their numbers of how they were when they left Mitzrayim. But that was 40 years ago. And as we'll see here, during the next 40 years, they were the ones that became by tens of thousands more than all of the other Shvatim. So by Dabru bin Yosef al Yeshua Lamar, they complained to Yeshua and they told him, Nachlo, why did you give us a inheritance? Only Gaidal Echad, only Chevel Echad, only one lot, only one portion. And Va'ani Amrav, but we became a lot more numerous. So Yeshua, Yeshua responded to them that Im Amravata, that if Taka, as you say, you are very numerous, go ascend to the forest. The literal taich is, is that in the lands, in the portions that were given to every tribe, it appears some of it was meant for it to be inhabited, and some of it was meant to, you know, leave it at forests, leave it natural, leave nature as is. So they told Yeshua, we don't fit, we're numerous. So he says, take some of the forest that was, should have been left for the forest and cut the trees down and settle there. That is the simple pshat. Here, the Gemara teaches, that is not what he told them. He told them, you are numerous, now you are vulnerable to an Ayn Hara. So live in an area that people don't see you. Go live in the forest. Go and hide yourselves. By your Adam in the forest. For the evil eye not to affect you negatively. By the fact that you are so numerous. So Amrulay, to which they responded to Yeshua, Zare the Yosef, we are the descendants of Yosef. The Lishalta Bey Einabisha, and no evil eye has the power over Yosef. And this is actually alluded to in the brachas that Yaakov gave to his son Yosef in Vayechi. That the passing begins, Bein Poiras Yosef, a charming son is Yosef. Bein Poiras Ali Oim, a charming son to the eye. So instead of reading to the eye, and we have Amar Bohu, Al Tihikoira Alei Oyin, he's not charming to the eye, Ela Oyle Oyin, that Yosef and his descendants are above the evil eye. The eye has no effect over them. So why should we hide in the forest? We can live out in the open, and we're not afraid of the Ayin Hara.
Rabbi Yosef Rabchanino says that there is another Pasik also in Parshas Vayechi, but in the beginning of Parshas Vayechi, when, when Yaakov Avinu was blessing his grandchildren and he put a frame before Menashe and the famous Hamalach HaGoyel Pasik, and that Pasik concludes, V'yidgu, L'Rev, V'yidgu means you should proliferate. That's the literal Taich, in the land. But V'yidgu also comes from the same root as fish. In other words, Yaakov Avinu was blessing them that they should be like the fish. Just like the fish in the sea, and the water covers them. And therefore, the evil eye has no power over them, either because you physically cannot see them, or water itself, the water serves as a barrier to the Ayin Hara. And the way it's explained in Hasidus that, that going into the world of water when a person is completely subservient to God, the more we accept that God is running the world, the less power it gives to anything else. So we choose to be above the evil eye. We don't buy into the evil eye. We are in what we call the Alma Discasia. We feel that we are completely under the dominion of Hashem. And only Hashem has power over us. Okay, period. So B'Kitzah, we refuted Rav Kahana. We explained the V'hachetzyoi. That, again, V'hachetzyoi means that they were smaller. So not half, it wasn't half and half. It was a fraction of the fraction. It was some of the other half. In other words, the smaller half was on Har Evol. Now we go back to the B'raiseh that we learned on Daflamet Vav in the bottom. Right? And when the Tanakama spoke out that the names on the Abne Eifoit was Kitoil Doisam, the Braisa says that 50 letters on one and 50 letters on the other asks the Gemara, Hani how can you say that the left sided stone had 50 letters when really Hamishim Nechichada Havion, it's 50 minus one, Pashat counter letters, in other words, it's 49, but the 49 would be 25 on the right and 24 on the left. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Yosef. Yosef was written on the left side. Yosef, I see that in Tehillim we see that there was an extra letter of God Almighty's name given to Yosef, as it says, Edus bi Yosef, Samai b'tzei se'eleretz mitzrayim. Right, that Yosef was appointed as a testimony. And we call Yosef B Yosef. That means Beis Yud Hey. A Hey was added, and that Hey was used when they engraved their names on the Abne Shayham. And therefore, we have, according to the Tanakama, Kid Taldaisam, Yosef was on the left. And by the way, according to Rab Hanina ben Gamliel, Yosef was also on the left. Yosef, according to Rab Hanina, was the last one on the left. That extra Hey made it into twenty-five. I Maskevlod of Nachman by Yitzchak, Kid told Inon that they are they were engraved the way the way their names were given to them by their birth. And when he was born, he was not called he Yosef. He was only called Yosef. So therefore, he answers Ella Kol Kula Binyamin Ksiv. Kol Kula doesn't mean Kol. It means Ruba Kekulai. That in the majority of the times. That we have Binyamin written in the Torah, he's written Beis Nun Yud 
Mem Langenon, there's only one Yud in Binyamin. However, in the Ephite, his name was engraved, Binyamin Shalem. The full name, in other words, a Yud before the Mem, a Yud after the Mem. And that's taking the meaning of Kital Doisam. Because when he was born, Pashas Vayishlach, right, when ben, ben Rachel said, Ben Oini, what did Yaakov Avinu said? Ben Yemin, he'll be my right hand son. And Yemin is spelled Yud Mem, Yud Nun. And the Gemara quotes the Pasik in Vayishlach, Vaviv Karaloi, Bin Yamin, and it's written in the title with two Yuds. So here you have the 25 letters to the left, totaling Chamishim Oisius. It's written in most of the times without a yud. Now, the Gemara here is going to be very interesting because we had this just a couple of days ago on the Fyud Ahmed Beis. We, have this, we had the same Omar Avchano, Barbizno Omar Avshimen Chasidim. And the statement is the same, but the story behind the statement here changes. It's very interesting. Yosef, Shekidish, Hem Shemayim Besesir. Yosef Atzadik, that sanctified God's name while no one was watching. Clear, Kiddush Hashem doesn't have to be Barabim. There's a concept of Kiddush Hashem, but no one knows. There, because of the great Kiddush Hashem, his sanctification of God, he merited that one letter of God's name, which was the He, was added into his name. As we quoted in Tehillim, Eidos Behi Yosef. In other words, Yud He, Vav, Sof, Langefei. However, Yehuda, let's get to Bach. Yehuda, Yehuda, that sanctified God's name in public. His entire name it has in it all of Hashem's letters. And as we learned in the Fyud, Amit Beis, that in the Pasik, before Yehuda said, Sotka, me many, before Yehuda admitted in public with tremendous shame that she got pregnant from me, the previous Pasik doesn't call Yehuda by his name. The Pasik says that she sent to her father in law. To Chamiha, Lamar, that Lamisha Eloloi, etc. When does the traitor go back to call him Yehuda? We use his name because his name has in it all of the letters of Hashem's Yudke Vavke name. But in our Gemara here, we're not going to refer to that case. We're not going to refer to Yehuda being Mekadah Shem Shemaim Beferesia to the story of Tamar, but we'll see Emir Hashem today in the beginning of the next year that this refers, according to this Braisa, to the fact that Yehuda's descendant, Nachshin ben Aminadav, was the one that jumped into the Yamsuf, and that was a big Kiddush in Shemaim, Bifaresia. Good. So, Yo- Yosef, my, my he, now we're going to go into the details of Yosef HaTzadik. So it says, Vayehi, Kehayoyim Hazem. And Kehayoyim Hazem, Vayim Parshas, Vayeshev. When Yosef was sold as an Evid, initially to Poitifera, and his Poitifera's wife, according to the Medrash, her name was, was Zuleika or something like that. She was making advantage on him and he was refusing. But when it says, that word, according to many Mepharshim, imply that on that day they got on the same page. Went into that home to do his work. That from these words in the Pasik, whether it is the words Kahayoim or whether it is Vayavai Habaisa, they both came to their home. This Pasik is hinting that Yosef at that time had a Kavana to 
given to his Yetzirhara and to the advantage of to the advantage of Poitifera's wife. So it's Vayovei Habaisalasis Malachto Yiravushmul. Chad Omar, one of them say that he went home to do his malacha. We know that Yosef was an accountant. He was an accountant. So he went there to do his accountings. But the Chad Omar, no, 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 malachti means Lasois Tzorach of Nichnas. That he went there with the intent to cohabit with Paitifar's wife. And the Pasuk continues, Ve'ein ish ma'anshi habayis. No one was there. So asks the Gemara, Efshir, bayis gadol. In such a large estate, like the house of that wicked person, there was no one there. So so we learned in the yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael, that it was a goyesh chage. And as the Medrash Rabbi says, that whenever the Nile overflowed and it irrigated all of the fields adjacent to the Nile, they made that day into a holiday. It was such a day. And therefore, they all went to their house of idol worship. And she, Paitifar's wife, said, I'm sick. Why did she say she's sick? Because Amra, she said to herself, that there is no better day to be able to have a relation with Yosef than today. And it says, She grabbed him, she grabbed his clothing, so says the Gemara, at that moment, even according to the Amayda that said, that meant that his intent then was to sin with her, at that time, that the image of his father came. And it appeared to him in the window. Why, why in the window? Some of them say because it says ve'ein ish. There was no man in the house, so he wasn't in the house. He was on the window. But really, we learned the following: that Yosef Atzadik saw his own reflection in the window, and whenever he looked at his own reflection, he he always saw in him the image of his father. Not only because physically he looked like his father, was because until that moment he was spiritually like his father. Elder Yaakov Yosef. Yosef was the was the most from all of the children, like his father Yaakov. Begashmias, and because Beruchnias. So when he looked at himself, he saw his father's image. And not only did he see his father's image, he heard his father's voice. Omar Loi, his father, tells him, Yosef, that in the future your brother's names will be inscribed on the stones of the Ephite, as we just learned. And Va'ata Beinehem, and you will be amongst them. Do you want for your name to be erased from amongst your brothers? And not only will your name be erased, but you'll be called you'll be called the companion of harlots. As Shleim HaMelech says, that that people who have relations, or even one relation with the Zaina, is lose all of their money. And we learned this a few times in Masech Saita, that people who have relations with non with anyone other than their wife, lose their wealth. But here they say, Al Pikabala, that the hay, we just learned the hay, that a hay was added to the name of Yosef. And that's Tehillim Edus Behoisef. On top of that, even though we learned on Daf, Lamed Vav, Amadalaf, and the Braisa, that Chamishim Oisius were in the Avni Yefait, we learned together, Mesechtas Yuma, I think, Danny, that there were 72 letters on the Yefait. How are the 72 letters? Because I, I we just counted. There's either 49 letters or Binyamin, Malay, 
is 50 letters. Where's the 72 letters? So we learned in Yuma that the, the, the letters, the names of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were also engraved on the Aphite. And we also had the, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the stones on the side. And we had, I'm sorry, in the Urmatumim. Yeah, yeah. And, and we also had Shifte um, Yeshurun. These were, now, those words, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and the word Shifte, Yeshunen, were not written in one place. Their letters were divided, al Pikabala, all over these stones. On the stone of Yosef, after his name, there should have been a Vav. There was a Vav and a Nun. So, what, what the Gemara is saying is that if, God forbid, Yosef's name would have been taken out from the Aphite, then Ya'abed Hain, he would have lost all the three letters, the He. No, he wouldn't have been called in Tehillim, Edus Behi Yosef. And also the letters Vav Nun that were actually added on his stone in order to have all of the letters of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov again in Shiftei Yishurim. Back into the Gemara. So the moment he saw his father's image and he heard his father's words of reprimand. So it says Vateshev Be'esen Kashtoi. Where do we have the words Vateshev Be'esen Kashtoi? In Parshas Vayichi when Yaakov Avinu was passing away and he gives a bracha to his Children, so it says that he returned, his might returned. So what does that mean? That his bow, his bow, in other words, his avid returned to the way it was originally, to its natural state. That he, that he calmed his taiva down. And what happened? It says, meaning that literally the taich would be that his power was firmly established. The simple taich in Parshas Vayichi was that a golden ring, Rashi says, was placed on his finger. But here we are taiching it, that that he stuck his hands into the ground. It was when a person is at that moment and they want to walk themselves down, they have to afflict some sort of pain on their bodies for them to focus on the pain. So he stuck his fingers in the ground. And that calmed his taiva down. But at that moment, that some zera went out, emitted from his body, but from where? From in between his fingers and his finger kneels. And as we'll see in a moment, in other words, there was some sort of zera levatala. And because of that, there was some type of negative effect on Yosef HaTzadik. And then the passage continues, midei or midei abir Yaakov, so Taichas the Gemara, me got him Avnei who ultimately saved Yosef, and therefore made sure that his name is engraved on the stones of the Aphid. It was Abir Yaakov. It was the mighty power of his father Yaakov. He saw the image of his father, and now Misham Raya Evan Yisrael. In other words, now he rose to royalty to be a shepherd amongst the Jewish people. Misham Zachav and as it says that sometimes the Jewish people are called the flock of Yosef. He's considered the shepherd of all the Jewish people. Tanya we learned in Abraisa. That Yosef really was destined to have from him 12 children that they would have been mamish like the 12 Shvatim. Just like in the Rashiyatsum Yaakov, just like Yaakov Avinu had 12 tribes, Shinamaraz it says, 
Parshas Vayese Yeshev, Ela Toldois, Yaakov, Yosef. That Yaakov and Yosef are the same. In other words, Yosef is like Yaakov. Ela Sin Shiyotza Shichva Zaroi Bibain Siporna Yadav. Since at that moment there was some emission of seed in vain from his fingers, so there were ten fingers, so there were ten drops of Zera, so he lost ten of those children. However, those children didn't disappear. They were given to Binyamin. Binyamin had ten sons. And they were originally those who should have been the ten of Yosef. Yosef had two, Ephraim and Menashe, Menashe and Ephraim. But the other ten were given to Binyamin. And not only that, now we understand why the names of Binyamin's children were all an allusion to Yosef Atzadik. But now we understand this on a deeper level because really they were his children. And how do we know that their names were Al Shem Yez Al Shemai? Because it says in Vayigash, right, that Bnei Binyamin, when the Torah is writing there, also, Elo Shemai Bnei Yisrael Habayim Mitzrayma, the Torah for the first time counts all of the 70 descendants. So it says, Bela, Vavecher, Vaashbel. So the Gemara, the reason why Binyamin's eldest son was called Bella, Bella means swallowed. Because when Binyamin had then the children, Yosef was not there. Yosef disappeared. Binyamin felt he's living, but somewhere lost, swallowed amongst the nations. Why did he call the second son Becher? Comes from the word Bechar. Bechar le'imayhoya. Because Yosef was the firstborn to his mother. Va'ashbel means sheshava oikel. That God Almighty made him into a captive. You know, it's he believed in Hashgacha. He understood like his brother. It wasn't others that did it to him. That God made him into a captive. Geira comes from the word Ger. That he was living like a stranger in inns. You know, he, was, he lost his land. The Naaman, Naaman comes from the word not impleasant. That he was very pleasant. Echi varoish, meaning Achihu, he's my brother. And Varoish, he's my head, he's my leader. Mupim v'chupim, taiches digemaro hu leira b'chupasi, that he was lamenting by the fact that he, you know, Yosef at Sadik did not see my chupa, va'ani leireisi b'chupasi, and I didn't see his chupa. And va'ard, meaning sheyarad, that he descended, he descended lebein umasoelam to be amongst the nations of the world, or ikeda amri va'ard comes from the word vered, which means a rose, that Yosef at Sadiq's countenance was as beautiful as a rose. That from the moment that Pari told Yosef, that no one other than you can lift up his hand, in other words, that you are becoming the visery over Egypt. So at that moment, says the Gemara, Omru Itztagnine, Paroi, the stargazers, the court advisors of Pari told Paroi that we have a rule, we have in our constitution that an Eved, that a slave, can never become a ruler. And he's not Stam a slave. Eved Shalakhui Rabbi Be'esrim Kesev, a slave that was sold for such an insignificant amount of money which L'cha'uda should prove he's very insignificant, is Tamshileu Aleinu, this is against the rules, he should become a master over us. Amar Lahem, to this party responded, I see in him royal characteristics. As Rashi says, as the Masha speaks out, that being that Yosef, Pashat was filled with wisdom, and he had strength, and he had beauty, so those were characteristics 
of, of a free man. So Pari says it must be that he was wrongfully sold as a slave. And later he was taken proven right. I, they tell him, okay, Mela, he's not a slave. But Amrulay, there's another rule in our constitution that for a person to become a master, he has to be a master over the languages. You want to be a master over people, you have to master their language. Today would be you have to understand their psychology, you have to know how to, you have to dominate the way they think. So for this, Ba Gavriel came Gavriel, as we just learned a few days ago, that even though Malachim don't know Aramaic, and according to one opinion in the Marsha, they don't know any other language other than Lashon HaKadosh. But Gavriel is the exception. So came Gavriel, and he, told, and he taught Yosef HaTzadik the 70 languages. However, he was unable to master it. And no kidding, Jason, one night, he's learning all the 70 languages. So what happened, now is where the letter came in. So Gavriel put into Yosef the letter Hey, and now now he mastered the languages. So if we'll figure out the secret of what does it mean to, to adopt a hey, we'll get a whole different type of bina. As we know that the language words come from the moya habina, and yud ke, yud is chachma, it's chachma he had, but the bina, he was given a, a boost in his bina. And now is the pasik, shenemar edus behi yoisev, somoy b'tseyseyel and as the pasik continues, that's svas lo yodati, I didn't understand the language, but now that I got the hey, now eshma, now I chopped it. Now I understood it. Now came the next day. Any language that Pari initiated the conversation in, Yosef understood and responded in. He knew all the languages. Now, Yosef Atzadik knew another language, aside of the 70 languages. Lashon HaKadosh is not one of the 70. 71. It's one and seventy. Is ishtoi ihu b'lashan hakodesh? Yosef Atzadik began to speak to Pari in the holy tongue, and loyhava koyada mai hava amar. Pari had no understanding of what he was saying, so Pari became intimidated. Yosef knows the language more than me, so Amar lei Pari tells Yosef, Agmeri, teach me, teach me lashan hakodesh. Is Agmeri? Yosef taught him, but Pari didn't have the hay, or the hay of Pari was, was not connected to this. Is Veloy Gomar, he was unable to grasp it. So Omar lay, so Pari tells Yosef, Ishtabali, swear to me, Deloy Megales, that you will never tell anyone that I don't speak Lashon HaKodesh. Ishtabali. So Yosef made that oath. Many years later, when Yaakov Avinu passed away, and Yosef took an oath to Yaakov to bury him, in Hebron, so Ki when Yosef notified Pari that Avi Hishbi Ani my father adjured me, made an oath on me that I should bury him there. Amar so Pari tells Yosef, no, she made an oath. There's something called Hataras Nadarim, Hataras Shvuas, Zil Itchil Ashvuasech, go uh, have it uh, annulled. Amar so Yosef tells Pari, the Itchil Nami Adidach, well, if I'm having this oath annulled, I might as well have that other oath annulled that I swore that I won't reveal that you don't speak Lashon HaKadosh. Ah, so if that's the case, so now Pari, so to say, even though he was not happy with it, he tells him that go and bury your father as you swore. So we'll stop over here. So we explained the Yosef Kiddush Hem Shemaim by not sitting with the wife of Paitifar and Yehuda who was Mekadosh Hem Shemaim Beferesia, 
we had the, the Tzad Kamimeni, and here, according to one Tana, we're going to learn about the Nase of Kriyas Yamsuf to be continued.